Hello everyone and welcome. I have two announcements before we get to today's episode. Number one, as you can see, today is the Rosh Chodesh special. Starting every Rosh Chodesh, we're going to have a special episode. And number two is next week, we are starting a Shemitah program, Heroes of the Land, which I'm going to be sitting with farmers, learning about their life story, how it is to keep Shemitah, what gets them through the year and how they recover from it. It is going to be really, really amazing. So get ready for that. But now let's get to today's episode. I'm Israel Yakowski. You're listening to the Foundations Podcast. everyone to the beautiful project, the Rosh Chodesh project, founded and run by the founder of J Foundations, Yisrael Yudkowsky. I'm delighted to be able to have the schos to do this, and I want to give a very special thank you to Hashem Yisbarach that I do have this opportunity, and I'd like to give a special thank you to the one who runs J Foundations, who's being uh, in the process of being married so much to Klal Yisrael. Um, I happen to be the lucky one to be his father, but Yisrael Yudkowsky, for all the amazing things, amazing things he's doing, and we'd like to wish him success, atzlacha, siyata deshmaya, in all these projects and every other area. We should be zeichel to be a kli to bring Mashiach closer. So this project we're beginning to discuss about Rish Chodesh. Rish Chodesh is a yontif that needs to be understood more clearly. It's sort of a hidden yontif. It's a yontif that we have again and again repeatedly throughout the year, and yet. It needs to be more understood, appreciated for its meaningfulness. It's a yantif where we have a korban musaf. We have a tefillah musaf. A tzad in the Gemara that it's asr basiyas malacha. Ochiyev to be marma besudah. And so on and so forth. So it's a special day. It's not just another day of the year. And yet, what's it all about? What's its message? What do we take from experiencing a Rosh Chodesh? What's it supposed to give us each and every Rosh Chodesh? Every other Chag, the days that we say Korban Musaf, are so much more clearly, easily understood. Shabbos, testimony, Hashem Yisbaruch created the world, a day of Menucha, a day of Eidos, that HaKadosh Baruch was Bayer the Olam. Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkis, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, each have their message. Zman Cheiruseinu, Zman Matantoyaseinu, Zman Simchoseinu, and each one, the message is, is, is clear, it needs to be internalized, it needs to be integrated, it needs to be lived with. But we understand what it's about. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Adin, Yom Azikorin, Yom Kippur, Yom Mechil, Slicha V'chapara. What's Rosh Chodesh about? It doesn't seem to have a um, powerful effect upon us that we could relate to easily. And obviously, if there's something there that's um, hidden and needs to be explored more deeply, whatever we're going to get at the end, the message at the end is, is going to be even more Profound, more more important for us. So to begin, Be'ez Hashem, hopefully with Hashem Yisbarak's help, later on we will discuss more about the individual message of each month um, personally, if we use that word, what each particular specific month teaches us and has to offer us. But to begin maybe with a word of introduction about Rosh Chodesh Bechlal, what's happening every time we experience a Rosh Chodesh. The, the tefillah, the musaf that we say on Rosh Chodesh, seems to speak in a very special way about Rosh Chodesh as a gift specifically for Klal Yisrael. Rosh Chodeshim la'am chonosato, to your nation, 
We have a special place in the world with the chosen nation of Hashem Yisbarach. This Yantif Rish Chodesh is special for us. Again, to point, it seems to be Rish Chodesh is just a natural phenomenon. There's a cycle, 29 days, 12 hours, 793 chalakim, that it takes the moon to make a complete revolution around planet Earth and get back to its starting point, begins again. Okay, um, that, that's a phenomenon, that's a natural phenomenon that seems more to relate to everybody. But yet the gift of appreciating the Yom Tov of Rosh Chodesh, that's special for Kla Yisrael. Rosh Chodesh Le'amcho Again, at the end of the bracha, we say, Ki Be'amcho Yisrael Bocharto Mikolo Umois. Hashem chose us. We're special. We have a special closeness to Him. It's for them, not for anybody else. Because we are Hashem's chosen nation. The special Kedusha that Hashem gave in all those brachas, and etc. Those are days that it's only the Kedushas Yisrael that has the ability to make that day meaningful. To a regular person, Pesach, Shua, Sukkot, don't does, doesn't relate to him, doesn't talk to him. But to a Yid, a Yid, Mekadosh Yisrael, V'Rosh HaChadoshim. Mekadosh Yisrael, V'Hazmanim. So Rosh Chodesh is special for us as Yidin. We're the ones that have this beautiful gift called Rosh Chodesh. So to understand it a little bit, I would like to Give us the ability, maybe, to begin to appreciate what it's about. The goal of our life, really, as children, we're very much given the perception or the introduction to the concept of Torah and mitzvahs. We could use a simplistic mashal. When a person is born, we give him a suitcase. And through the course of his life, his job is to fill up this suitcase with as many mitzvahs as he can. So every time you put on tefillin, we put a mitzvah in the suitcase. Every time... A woman lights Shabbos candles, we put a mitzvah in the suitcase. And every time you say Kriyashma, every time you put money in the pushka, we put, we put something in your suitcase. You get a mitzvah in your suitcase. And one day we come up, we bring our suitcase with us. What did you do with your life? Those are the only things we take with us. The mitzvah, we open the suitcase, we take it all out. Wow, look what this person did. Look how much he accomplished. But that's really not the full picture. That's what we tell kids in kindergarten. And there is some level of truth to that also. But the Iker Avoida, the real Avoida of life, is personal growth. The Vilna Goin says, the purpose that we come to this world is to improve ourselves, to change, to grow, to better ourselves, to become more getlach, more exalted, more uplifted, more living a life where the actions we do are a reflection of the beauty of our Neshama, where we're living a life of godliness. All our life experiences that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us are really opportunities, every single one of them, to express godly character within living that situation. If we're taking our child to the doctor or going out with our spouse for anniversary dinner or we're waiting in line in the supermarket to buy things that my wife needs to bake a birthday cake for my three-year-old child, every life experience is a way, an opportunity to express godliness to be living and emulating Hashem's goodness in the way we live our life. And we need to better ourselves, become more in touch, to become, as we go through life, kinder people, more sensitive and understanding to other people's feelings, more truthful, more honest with ourselves, more honest with others. 
We're constantly growing, more understanding, more empathetic, more strong, that we don't break from difficulties. We have strength of character to deal with the challenge, to grow from the challenge, to be able to give to others, and so on and so forth. Ultimately, that's the goal of our life, to become closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through emulating Him, and through internalizing the message of the mitzvah, of each and every mitzvah. The poison, the danger, is when a person begins to stagnate. Unfortunately, so painfully. Many years ago, there was a problem of children at risk. Today, there's a phenomenon of adults at risk. People that were from keeping Shabbos, eating kosher, v'chulei, davening officially at least, like upon him three times a day, going to shul, and the age 28, 35, 45, People just leave it and walk away. There's, there's something that there's, there's no growth. There's no connection. There's no passion. They're not appreciating. It's all just being done, the external action, a hollow shell without any life in it, and it becomes meaningless. It's not talking to them. When a person is involved in growth, there's always new vistas. There's always new peaks to climb new obstacles, new challenges to overcome. There's always personal growth. If you're not living with personal growth, it just becomes boring and it becomes like just a pain and ridiculous. And people unfortunately leave the beauty, beauty of Torah and Mitzvah. They just leave it behind because they're not living its beauty. The gift of renewal. Rish Chodesh is so much in touch with human nature. We could only put kaychas and go and do and accomplish for a certain amount of time. After a little bit, we begin to, we peak, we begin to take it, let's say, you know, using a muscle in life, a person begins a new project, he's hired by a company to, I don't know, build their social media advertising base. And at the beginning, you start, you're learning the ropes and you, you begin to build up and you get good at it. And after a while, you know what? You just get good at it and you're used to it and it's just, it begins to become boring. Shleppy. The gift of Rish Chodesh is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us because we're involved in the work of growing, of becoming bigger, of bettering ourselves. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the gift of Rish Chodesh. Constant renewal. Ushuas nafsham miyad It's a Yeshua, salvation for the soul. Miyad from the enemy. And the enemy is not external. The enemy is internal. It's, it's the enemy of burnout. It's the enemy of being like, oh, come on, another day going to the office, another night coming home to help my wife with the kids. Chas it's v'shalom. It's the poison. It's the greatest enemy. It makes us lose passion for life, living life with cheshek, luster, vitality, because we get burnt out. And in this drive, in this striving for bringing out literally the infinite goodness, greatness that's buried inside every one of ourselves, Rishchidosh is such a critical key. There's always new. There's always some, some, some beginning again. And the cycle of the light of the moon, which represents the, the, the power of a person's neshama to bring light to the world through the darkness, to reflect the light of the sun, reflect the light of Hashem's godliness, and bring up, light up the world. The oilam is nelam, Hashem's presence is hidden. We're the ones reflecting His light through the life we live. And 
just like the moon gets brighter and brighter and brighter in the 15th of the month, it's a full moon. I remember once I walked from Bayit Vagan to Harnov. I was in Yeshiva for Shabbos, and my niece had Baruch Hashem a baby boy. I walked after the meal in Yeshiva Bayit Vagan to Harnov for the Su'uda, for the Shalom Zachar. And I remember then it was a full moon, and I took a shortcut through the forest, and it was so powerful, the, the impact that the moon had walking through the forest, because like it really made it lighter and so much easier to see. We grew up in a modern world. We have streetlights and everything else. It's hard for us to uh, recognize where the moon is in its cycle, the beginning of the month, the end of the month, the middle of the month. But that's what's happening. In the middle of the month, the moon is bright and full. And as the month progresses, the moon begins to wane and it gets smaller until eventually it disappears. And that's reflective to what's going on inside a person's soul also. But then we have Rish Chodesh. It's not over. We start again. Rededication. New, new energy. Bechlal, as we all know, the Mechtam Elio says something so beautiful about the cycle of a year, that every single month it's like a spiral staircase that's going higher and higher, but every, you know, 354 steps, if we say it that way, and every step exactly, each level higher is exactly over one below. And every single year, as we go through the year, every month has a different power to it. Every month has a different message, a different opportunity, a different something to work on, a different spiritual kayach and a different way it talks to our neshama. And it's through going through the cycle of the year. Every year we experience Pesach each year, but it's not the same Pesach. Last year I experienced Pesach when I was 19. A 37 or 42. And now I'm 20, 38, 43. I'm a different person. I learned so much over the past year. I need Pesach again to talk to me for the person I am now. Every year is a cycle in the big picture, the broad picture of a Shana of a year. Every year is a cycle of growth. And every month has its own special, unique place, its own part to play in the cycle of growth that I experience as a person, to grow higher and higher. This is the special gift of a yid. Other people, you got to be a decent person. You have to be a good human being. But a yid has to strive for greatness. A yid has to strive for the highest levels of perfecting our character, never resting on our laurels, never feeling, I'm good enough the way I am. Obviously, in parentheses, we need to be so proud and happy with where we've gotten to in life. We need to have satisfaction, gratefulness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for every bit of personal growth that we do have. But at the same time, Bad Bivad, we're yearning for more. We're striving for more. We're looking to grow ever higher, ever higher as we go through experiencing life in its fullest. And this is the gift of Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodeshim La'am Chonosota. The word Chodesh Kiyadua, which means a month, is exactly related to the word Chodesh. Nu. If we look in the cycle of a year, just to like sort of help us feel this a little bit more, actually we'll take a step back even first. Every day, Hamachadesh Betuvoy Bechol Yom Tomid Maiseberishis. Every day, when His goodness, Hashem makes new the Maiseberishis. Kipshutoy. There's many different ways to um, relate to this, the sentence we say in davening. Hamachadish betuvay kipshutoy means that Hashem is constantly renewing the world, the Balatanya. Every second Hashem is infusing life energy into the world, betuvay with His kindness, Hashem with His goodness, 
literally. And every day with His goodness, Hashem gives us new, you know, like whatever we did yesterday. But even less than that, just the fact that it's new opportunity. At night, the sun sets, the energy for a life, all photosynthesis comes to an end. If we can imagine a factory with thousands of lights burning and machines whirring and so much electromagnetic is permeated through the building with all the different machines and electrical things that are going on. And at night, all the workers leave and the foreman, the last guy out, hits the switch and all the whirring, all the machines come to a stop, all the lights go off. And all of a sudden, it's not just that things aren't happening, like there's such a shutdown of energy. It's peace, it's quiet. That's what happens to planet Earth. If we're sensitive to it during the day, the sun comes up. It's the motor that drives thousands and thousands and thousands, really millions upon millions of kilowatts of energy, of photosynthesis and life energy. And to a human being also, the sun gives us koyach, it energizes us, gives our body strength, produces vitamin D, which gives us koyach, excitement. Make sure to go outside in the morning, take a walk, enjoy the sun, let it shine on you. Get energized bit by it. Feel its power. And at nighttime, the sun sets, the world comes to a close, and people get <sighs> tired. Go to sleep. You wake up tomorrow. It's a mechadish betuvay. That itself is a gift in a, in a microcosm, in a small way. New opportunity, new beginning. Yesterday, whatever you got done, whatever you got accomplished in the middle of the day, we got burnt out, we got frustrated, things aren't going right. Wake up tomorrow, you walk outside, hear the birds chirping, the sun is shining, feel the breeze on your face. Ah, <sighs> New day, new opportunity. Come on, let's get to it again. That's the gift. Hashem purposely created the world in this way. That's the Tuvay. And it's also true if you look on the grander scale of a month, if you look at a year as a whole, the year also has a cycle, almost if you want to use it, kemat like night and day, built into the year. The springtime is like Netzach Beginning, all the bees, all the trees begin to bud put out their new leaves, flowers, the birds are having nests, the sheep are giving birth, and the cows, and so on and so forth. The new burst of life, new energy, new growth. Love, shukaram, atzayin. Everything's beginning again, new life. Fakert, the opposite side, at the end, at the end of the, at the end of the summer, the end of the growing season, gathering, Chaga Osif, all the things grew. Now, the days begin to get shorter. Doesn't go away totally unless you live above the Arctic Circle. But the days begin to get shorter. The nighttime is longer. The trees drop their leaves. And the world again like sort of comes to a rest. It's like the nighttime within the cycle of the year. Nisan is the beginning of the morning. The year has a new beginning. And we live that. We know after the whole long winter, the winter blues, less, again, less light energy from the sun. It takes away from people a little bit the vitamin D, the Simcha Sachayim, and so on and so forth. People that live in areas that are cloudy and overcast for more, more days of the year, in generally have a greater tendency to depression, to feeling a lack of energy, and so on and so forth. It really plays a role. And it's incumbent upon of us, all of us, to make sure to get as much, much exposure to the sun as possible. To, to be able to feel the power, to be energized, to feel the Simcha that the sun, the sunlight gives us. Within the year, there's a mechadish. There's a new beginning of the year. That's Rosh Chodesh Nisan, when the world begins to explode with all its growth, with all its new life. And we feel that. At the end of the winter, we feel spring cleaning. Everybody, you know, get out, refresh in the house, open the windows, air out the mattresses. And, you know, the, all, it's beautiful outside. Spring and 
flowers are growing. Ah, it's, it's, it's a chiddush and the neshama and it's beautiful for us. The cycle of the month is like the bridge between the day and the year where there's a monthly cycle where we could dedicate ourselves for 30 days, 29 and a half actually, you know, but to dedicate ourselves to a certain mission, to a certain specific koyach that that time of the year is giving to us, is allowing us to, to tap into, allowing us to grow from. The Heilige B'nai Yisoschar wrote his Sefer, Be'ikr, based on this beautiful reality, on recognizing the different power of each and every month, recognizing the unique growth that each and every month has to give to us. The B'nai Yisoschar wrote, based upon the Sefer Yitzira, which is Miyuchas Tavram Avinu. It's fascinating that we have a Sefer today that was written. It's Miyuchas Tavram Avinu from you know, so many years ago, 3,500 years ago, Berch, remember exactly, exactly, maybe a little bit more, but Berch, Mashu Kazeh. And the Sefer Yetzirah goes through the 12 different months of the year, the different specific koiches and power of each month that it gives us uniquely. Each month has its own tziruf of Hashem Avaya. Each month has a different um, combination of the four letters of Hashem Yisbarach's name, the Yud Kevavke, the four letters, each letter represents Chachma, Bina, Chesed Butveres Netzach, Hoid, Yisoid, and the final He is Malchus. Each letter represents a different power. And the four letters of Hashem's name, when we combine them in the different possible ways, the different co- possible combinations, each one represents a different Ruchniyistic energy. And the Menei brings down that when a person makes the bracha, Baruch Ato Hashem, Kadesh Yisrael V'Roshei Chadoshim, he should be mechavin for the tzir of Havaya of that month. It's Kabbalistic, it's, it's deep, we don't know, understand it exactly, obviously, but there's something very basic that we all could relate to. We're, we're trying to tap in each month to the power of this month. Rosh Chodesh Adar is not the same as Rosh Chodesh Av. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz is not the same as Rosh Chodesh Shvat. Every month has a different, unique personality to it, a different energy to it, a different something that we could take and grow. And that's the special gift. It's part of the cycle of our life of broadening and growing higher and higher is part of the cycle of our life is tapping into the beautiful power of renewal. If we could give a muscle maybe at some level, you know, again, maybe we'll share two things, but you think of a student who went through ninth grade. They're learning, at least when I was a kid, I know things are very different today, but in ninth grade, we learned uh, trigonometry. No, that was 11th grade. But kids are whatever, different kinds of math, right? Algebra. So you had your teacher, the beginning of the year, you come, you study, you got whatever you got out of it, but like as time goes on, you know, gets sluggish, gets burnt out. Next year, take a break. Next year, you begin again. You have a new teacher, and now you're learning a new... Um, a new math, calculus. You're learning a new, a new math subject. So it's a new beginning, new things, new concepts. You could throw yourself into it because it's exciting to you. It's new. Sometimes you could look at it. It's even switching from math to, to science. Now you're learning biology or chemistry or physics instead of learning math. But every single month has its own unique energy that it gives to us.
but within, within the neshama, within the soul, within my being, the power to connect each of the months, and with Hashem Yisbaros help, and Hashem, as we get to it further on, we'll discuss more specifically how each month relates to a certain part of a body, a different month of the year, a certain koiches hanefesh of a person, speech, sleep, laughter. Each month is meant to enrich our life. Each month relates to a different shevet. Each month relates to a different letter of the olive base. Each le- month of the year has the tzirif hava of that month alluded to in a Pasik, a specific Pasik that relates and teaches us something about the energy of that month of the year. It's a fascinating journey. It's fascinating discovery to be able to be in touch with. But the Iker, the Iker, the foundation for all of this is that it's Chidush. It's new. If it's thinking about, you know, the mushal, certain animals, certain insects, molt, a snake molts its skin a few times a year. Certain insects go through not a complete metamorphosis, incomplete metamorphosis, but they, they molt, they shed their external skeleton, their, their skin, and they like step out of their old skin with their new skin and like bigger, you know, eventually till they reach full size, till they reach adult size. A snake actually continues shedding its skin its whole life long till, till the day it dies. It's always growing and its old skin gets small. And that's sort of what's happening inside of us. We grow, we maximize our potential, so to say, within this environment, within this area. And now we sort of like step free. We break out of the skin and we're bigger, better, and ready to start to conquer new mountains, ready to start accomplishing new and more, and more beautiful things. I want to maybe end this introductory, um, this, this really two more in Yanam, but maybe today we'll focus on one more. Besides personal growth, there's another very, very important element related to Chiddush, to renewal. You know, if you look at human nature, we crave things new. People get bored of almost anything. A person buys a brand new car. It's a beautiful car. And he loves it. And he's like, oh, my Geschmack. And he loves his car. And he's enjoying it. It's so much. But after a while, what happens? You meet him three months later, six months later, it's a car. You know, takes them to work, takes them to the supermarket. That original spark, that original excitement and luster is gone. We crave Chiddush. Nowhere, maybe not nowhere, but almost nowhere else is this more true as it is in relationships. And what I want to focus on is there's two ways to have new in relationships. One is to have new relationships. The other is, and this is really what we crave, is a newer and greater depth in a pre-existing relationship. Some people spend their life always going around from person to person, looking in this and that, trying this, trying that, and two months with this one, and three months with that one, and six months with that one, and two days with this one. There's always new, but the new stays shallow, superficial, surface level. It never gets deep. What we really crave is a deep, intense connection, a beautiful, meaningful relationship. In Rosh Chodesh Musaf, part of the tefillah that we say also is, Ahavas oilam tavilohem uvris avos labonim tizkar. Ahavas oilam tavilohem, eternal love you should bring for them. Uvris avos labonim tizkar, the bris, the 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 contract, the agreement of the fathers, Labonim Tiska. Remember for the children. 
There's something about this relationship between us and Hashem Yisbarach being eternal. Ahavas oilam. It's an eternal love. It's never going to end. And the truth is, the only way it's never going to end is if it's always getting deeper. If it's going to try to stay, you know, stay where it is, it's going to stagnate. It's going to fall apart. It needs to have movement. The idea that it says in Tazveni Yom, Yamayim Azveka, the famous muscle people say, you're like life, you're on a mountain. If you're not going up, then gravity is going to pull you down. There's something that pulls for this connection. And unless we're investing in creating greater and deeper depth in our relationships, it's true about our interpersonal relationships as well. A person gets married, he's young, he met a spouse, him or her, they choose to build a future together, to, fill, to build an eternity together for real. Children, grandchildren. How much do you really know each other already? Whatever way you dated, the Hasidic way you sat together for 15 minutes, or the Litvish way you dated for, you know, seven, eight, nine times for a few hours each, or we'll call it the modern Orthodox way where you dated for six months or eight months and just hang out all the time. You know? But call at the end of the day, what does it really mean to live with this person forever? It needs to be a relationship with 10 years later. We're not just stole married. We're 10 years into the marriage. How much more do we know about each other when we're working on building and deepening the relationship? How much more do we understand each other? How much more do we appreciate each other? How much more do we respect each other? How many thousands of hours of discussion about life and about personal growth and about togetherness and just sharing stories, sharing time together? The relationship, had it been that it's the same thing 10 years later and chas v'shom, sometimes it happens to people where they lose the ability to keep deepening the relationship. And that's, that's what ends up happening. They just drift apart. They fall apart. The relationship doesn't necessarily have to be that there's bitterness and anger and, you know, fighting around. It's just, they just drift away. It's so sad. It's so sad. Sometimes we could say, you know, they weren't really meant for each other in the first place. They were younger. They didn't really realize. But you know when it's really sad? When you know that it's a relationship that had what it takes to be a great relationship. They used to be crazy about each other. They so appreciated each other. For real. They appreciate each other's milas. But just by the lack of investing and deepening, strengthening, making the Kesher more meaningful, they just, it just begins to die. It begins to wither. It loses its life, loses its luster, and it just, and that's really sad. And this is another part of the Rish Chodesh story. Ahavas oilam tavi lahem. It's about always renewing the Kesher. And here's the last idea I wanted to share. It's a famous concept, Rabbi Tam writes in Sefer Ayosha and others from him speak about Yemei Ahava and Yemei Sinah. There are days of love and days of closeness and there are days of distance, days of sin, of hate, which is not being deeply connected, not living tightly together in every relationship. It's true about a person's relationship with his family. It's true about a person's relationship with Hashem. It's true about a person's relationship with his job, with his business, with his co-workers, with his learning, with his davening. There are days where we feel the passion. We're connected. We love davening. We love learning. So happy to go home to 
the wife, the husband, like we're happy to go home to each other. We love our kids. And there are days where we feel like, oh, we feel burdened by the relationship. We feel encumbered. Just leave me alone. Just, you know, oh, I have to go daven again. And I have to go, uh. I remember a few years ago, a Bachar and Yeshiva came over to me. It was the beginning of the winter's man, like about now. But it was a few days, two, three days into this man. And he said to me, Rebbe, I need to ask you, what am I going to, how do I make sure that like, that I'm learning so great now, I'm steiging, I'm loving it. How do I make sure that it, I don't lose that? And I said to him, I think there's a much more important question. A much more real question. How do I make sure that when I lose that, it doesn't break me? Because it's not going to stay like this forever. Don't be foolish. It's the beginning of the Zman. You're excited, you come back, new, new Masechta, new Chavrusas, you know, new Yeshiva, whatever it was. But it doesn't stay like that forever. We all know the reality of life is that we do get burnt out. We do lose the drive. There's Yimei Ava and there's Yimei Sina. The difference between the Bachar that has a successful year in Yeshiva of growth or the one that unfortunately doesn't is not that he had Yimei Ava straight through and he got hit by Yimei Sina. He knew and understood and handled correctly the Yimei Sina. And the other guy just gave up. When the Yimei Sinner hit. So the more important question is, how do we deal with Yimei Sinner? How do we understand it? How do we integrate it into our life? And here's the key. If we could imagine on a graph, a person is growing, and again, within a relationship, you're deepening your connection to something. And as time goes on, beginning, you're chugging up, chugging up, chugging up. As time goes on, you start like slowing down, and you're not like chugging up, chugging up anymore. You're like chugging up, chugging. You lose it. You lose the power. Now what do you do? Sometimes the distance, not just sometimes, the Svarim speak about the gift of Rihuk is that it creates a yearning for the Kira. When you lose an appreciation for the closeness and you begin to feel distant, like right now, you know, leave me alone, and then as time goes on, you become wistful. I miss so much the closeness. I miss those Yimei Ahava. And you begin to yearn for it again. And that's when you come back with a renewed appreciation, with a renewed dedication to, the, to this relationship because you realize how much it enriched your life. And the Yemei Sinna serves a purpose of bringing us back to the relationship with a greater power, with a greater connection. If we could imagine on a graft, you know, the, the, the line they say, if somebody has on an EKG machine a straight line, a flat line, that means the man's dead. So we're looking in life, this you may have and you may sinner, there's ups and downs and ups and downs, and that's how you go through life. Doesn't always stay flat, then you're dead. You have days where you're excited, and days where you're not, and days where it's so beautiful to do it, and some days where you do it and you feel like, oh, what am I doing this for? Anyway, kind of thing. But that's when you're alive. But I want to share with you, it's not really like a graph or like a regular one. It's not like an EKG. Because an EKG is up and down and up and down and up and down. In the cycle of life, of Yimei Ava and Yimei Sinna, of building long-term, lasting relationships, which are based on the relationship deepening and becoming more meaningful and more intense to each of the two people involved in it, if we could envision the graph, it would go like this. Up, down. Up, down. Up, down. Up, the ups each time after the down are meant to be higher than the previous one. 
The distance that we had over that time period created within us the, the recognition, the realization of how much we're missing by not having this kesher. And we come back to it with a greater determination, with greater investment, with greater appreciation, and the relationship deepens and becomes stronger. The wise man is the one that recognizes the yamei. Yamei asinah is part of the process to getting to an even greater yamei ava afterwards. And he integrates it. He integrates this into his life, whether it's with his friends, whether it's with family, whether it's with Torah and mitzvahs, and with HaKadosh Baruch. And that's where Ishchidosh is meant, is meant to give us. Ishchidosh is the cycle of creating an ever-deepening and ever-more meaningful relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That greater light is a greater level of connection to Him. It's Ahavas Oilam Tavi Lohem. This eternal love, a love that's never going to burn out because it's a love that's always getting deeper and more intense and more beautiful to each of us who are involved in being Erlech We should be Zoycha, HaKadosh Baruch should open our hearts to feel His endless love for us. He should open our hearts to feel, to appreciate and recognize how much endless potential we have. The beauty of our Neshama, to emulate Him, to grow, and through growing, and through emulating Him, to create an ever deeper, more real, more true, passionate, and wonderful relationship with Him. Agut you should be all bizoicha to a beautiful, Happy, successful new year, a year of growth, of steiging, of brach and atzlacha And we should be zoicha be'ezut Hashem, that this year we should all together witness and go to dance or chodosh al tziyon Torah. We should see that new light, the light of the complete revelation of Hashem's goodness to the world.